Welcome to Reading the One-Year Bible Together, a daily podcast that runs Monday through Saturday. My name is Bryce Tomlinson, and I'll be joined by Sherry Atanasal, and on occasion, my lovely wife, Julie. If you don't have a One-Year Bible, you can get a reading plan at oneyearbibleonline.com. There's a link in the description of this video on Facebook, and as well as the show notes of our podcast. This podcast is recorded from Jitsi, where we do our live streams daily. Details can be found in the show notes as well as on our Facebook page. You're welcome to read out of whichever version of the Bible that you like best. We just happen to use the World English Bible because it's public domain. And as such, this podcast and its corresponding live stream are also public domain. You're welcome to download them and re-upload them anywhere that you see fit, anywhere that you think that the Word of God is needed. We feel like that's pretty much everywhere, so you should totally do that. And even if you can't, you can still hit that share button, share this on your timeline, share this on your Facebook, your Twitter feed, your TikTok, or wherever you think that people ought to be getting into the Bible. In the show notes, you'll find links to PayPal and Patreon, where you can show your support and contribute to the improving of our audio quality and the audio gear that we use to record these podcasts and live streams. Thanks for joining us, and here we go. Today is July 25th, 2023, and that means we are on day 206 of the One Year Bible. Day 206 is going to start us out in 2 Chronicles chapter 14. So if you want to get turned there, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for our time together, for your word and for this podcast. God, we ask that you would send your Holy Spirit, give us a right understanding of your word today, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, Second Chronicles chapter 14, starting in verse 1. So Abijah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in David's city. And Asa his son reigned in his place. In his days the land was quiet ten years. Asa did that which was good and right in Yahweh his God's eyes. For he took away the foreign altars and the high places, broke down the pillars, cut down the Asherah poles, and commanded Judah to seek Yahweh, the God of their fathers, and to obey his law and command. Also he took away out of all the cities of Judah the high places and the sun images, and the kingdom was quiet before him. He built fortified cities in Judah, for the land was quiet, and he had no war in those days, because Yahweh had given him rest. For he said to Judah, Let's build these cities and make walls around them with towers, gates, and bars. The land is yet before us, because we have sought Yahweh our God. We have sought him, and he has given us rest on every side. So they built and prospered. Asa had an army of 300,000 out of Judah who wore bucklers and spears, and 280,000 out of Benjamin who wore shields and drew bows. All these were mighty men of valor. Zerah the Ethiopian came out against them with an army of a million troops and 300 chariots, and he came to Marisha. Then Asa went out to meet him, and they set the battle in array in the valley of Zephathah at Marisha. Asa cried to Yahweh his God, and said, Yahweh, there is no one besides you to help between the mighty and him who has no strength. Help us, Yahweh our God, for we rely on you, and in your name we come against this multitude. Yahweh, you are our God. Don't let man prevail against you. So Yahweh struck the Ethiopians before Asa and before Judah, and the Ethiopians fled. Asa and the people who were with him pursued them to Gerar. So many of the Ethiopians fell that they could not recover themselves. 
for they were destroyed before Yahweh and before his army. Judah's army carried away very much booty. They struck all the cities around Gerar, for the fear of Yahweh came on them. They plundered all the cities, for there was much plunder in them. They also struck the tents of those who had livestock and carried away sheep and camels in abundance, then returned to Jerusalem. Next, we continue with Second Chronicles chapter 15, starting in verse 1. The Spirit of God came on Azariah the son of Oded. He went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. Yahweh is with you while you are with him, and if you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long time Israel was without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. But when in their distress they turned to Yahweh, the God of Israel, and sought him, he was found by them. In those times there was no peace to him who went out, nor to him who came in. But great troubles were on all the inhabitants of the lands. They were broken in pieces, nation against nation, and city against city. For God troubled them with all adversity. But you be strong, don't let your hands be slack, for your work will be rewarded. When Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he took courage and put away the abominations out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin, and out of the cities which he had taken from the hill country of Ephraim, and he renewed Yahweh's altar that was before Yahweh's porch. He gathered all Judah and Benjamin and those who lived with them out of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, for they came to him out of Israel in abundance when they saw that Yahweh his God was with him. So they gathered themselves together at Jerusalem in the third month in the fifteenth year of Asa's reign. They sacrificed to Yahweh in that day of the plunder which they had brought, seven hundred head of cattle and seven thousand sheep. They entered into the covenant to seek Yahweh, the God of their fathers, with all their heart and with all their soul, and that whoever would not seek Yahweh, the God of Israel, should be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman, they swore to Yahweh with a loud voice, with shouting, with trumpets, and with cornets. All Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart, and sought him with their whole desire, and he was found by them. Then Yahweh gave them rest all around. Also Maacah, the mother of Asa the king, he removed from being queen mother, because she had made an abominable image for an Asherah. So Asa cut down her image, ground it into dust, and burned it at the brook Kidron. But the high places were not taken away out of Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days. He brought the things that his father had dedicated and that he himself had dedicated silver, gold, and vessels into God's house. There was no more war to the 35th year of Asa's reign. And now we continue with Second Chronicles chapter 16, starting in verse 1. In the 36th year of Asa's reign, Baasha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and built Ramah, that he might not allow anyone to go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of Yahweh's house and of the king's house, and sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, who lived at Damascus, saying, let there be a treaty between me and you, as there was between my father and your father. Behold, I have sent you silver and gold. Go, break your treaty with Baasha king of Israel, that he may depart from me. Then Hadad listened to King Asa, and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel, 
and they struck Aijon, Dan, Abel, Mayim, and all the storage cities of Naphtali. When Baasha heard of it, he stopped building Ramah and let his work cease. Then Asa the king took all Judah, and they carried away the stones and timber of Ramah, with which Baasha had built, and he built Geba and Mizpah with them. At that time, Hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you have relied on the king of Syria, and have not relied on Yahweh your God, therefore the army of the king of Syria has escaped out of your hand. Weren't the Ethiopians and the Lubim a huge army with chariots and exceedingly many horsemen? Yet, because you relied on Yahweh, he delivered them into your hand. For Yahweh's eyes run back and forth throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. You have done foolishly in this, for from now on you will have wars. Then Asa was angry with the seer, and put him in the prison, for he was in a rage with him because of this thing. Asa oppressed some of the people at the same time. Behold, the acts of Asa, first and last, Behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the thirty-ninth year of his reign, Asa was diseased in his feet. His disease was exceedingly great. Yet in his disease he didn't seek Yahweh, but just the physicians. Asa slept with his fathers and died in the forty-first year of his reign. They buried him in his own tomb, which he had dug out for himself in David's city, and laid him in the bed which was filled with sweet odors and various kinds of spices prepared by the perfumer's art, and they made a very great fire for him. Next we are going into the New Testament. We are in Romans chapter 9, starting in verse 1. I tell the truth in Christ, I am not lying, my conscience testifying with me in the Holy Spirit, that I have great sorrow and unceasing pain in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ for my brother's sake, my relatives according to the flesh, who are Israelites, whose is the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service, and the promises, of whom are the fathers, and from whom is Christ as concerning the flesh, who is over all God, blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has come to nothing, for they are not all Israel that are of Israel. Neither, because they are Abraham's offspring, are they all children. But your offspring will be accounted as from Isaac. That is, it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as heirs. For this is a word of promise. At the appointed time I will come, and Sarah will have a son. Not only so, but Rebekah also conceived by one, by our father Isaac. For being not yet born, neither having done anything good or bad, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him who calls. It was said to her, The elder will serve the younger. Even as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? May it never be. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I caused you to be raised up, that I might show in you my power, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whom he desires, and he hardens whom he desires. 
You will say then to me, Why does he still find fault? For who withstands his will? But indeed, O man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed ask him who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Or hasn't the potter a right over the clay from the same lump to make one part a vessel for honor and another for dishonor? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory, us whom he also called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles? Next, we are going back into the Old Testament. We are in Psalm 19, starting in verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God. The expanse shows his handiwork. Day after day, they pour out speech. And night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their voice has gone out through all the earth, their words to the end of the world. In them, he has set a tent for the son, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his room, like a strong man rejoicing to run his course. His going out is from the end of the heavens, his circuit to its ends. There is nothing hidden from its heat. Yahweh's law is perfect, restoring the soul. Yahweh's covenant is sure, making wise the simple. Yahweh's precepts are right, rejoicing the heart. Yahweh's commandment is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of Yahweh is clean, enduring forever. Yahweh's ordinances are true and righteous altogether. They are more to be desired than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the extract of the honeycomb. Moreover, your servant is warned by them. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Forgive me from hidden errors. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I will be upright. I will be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Yahweh, my rock and my redeemer. Lastly, we finish with Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1. Wine is a mocker and beer is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together, for our fellowship, for this podcast. We pray that many would hear the word going out through all these different services. We want to pray for our loved ones, our friends and family who are suffering with diseases and ailments and heartbreak. We pray for those that have lost family members, for those that are suffering from cancer heart disease, stroke, broken bones, neurological disorders. We pray that you would heal them and restore them completely. We pray for our couples, our special couples that we've been praying for. We pray that you would heal hearts. We pray that you would bring relationships back together by some kind of miracle. And we pray that those that have moved on would heal properly, Lord, and make wise decisions. We pray that they would all center their lives around you and their decisions around you. We pray for our young people. As they go out into the world, we pray that they would not be adhering to the lusts and cares of this world, the addictions, the vices of this world, the downfall of this world, and the traps of this world. We pray that they would chase after Jesus. We pray that they would chase after you, that they would pursue you with all their heart and their might. We pray for evangelists and missionaries the world over. We pray that as they go out today, that their words would be fruitful, that their words would be your words. We pray that they would bear fruit in your name. We pray that they would be blessed by your Holy Spirit and that their households would be blessed as well. We pray for those first responders going out, police, fire, and medical. 
We pray for even those that are going into the emergency rooms today. We pray, Lord, that those that are there to save and protect and rescue us, that they would be saved and protected and rescued today as well, that they would go home safe tonight after all their hard work, that they would make it home safe, and that their households would be blessed by you for their work in this community. And God, we pray for Israel. We pray that they would know Messiah, that they would know that Messiah is Jesus according to the words found in their own Old Testament, in their own Torah, in their own Pentateuch. Lord, we pray that they would know and that someone would reason with them to let them know that Messiah has come. We pray that they would acknowledge it. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today is going to be short and sweet. As you know, I don't have Sherry with me today. So when I don't have my partner in crime with me, I tend to keep it short. So we will see you tomorrow morning around 10-ish or so-ish Pacific time live in the Jitsi Room and later on in the day in the podcast. And if you don't find us here, look for us in the sky. Have a great day. Bye-bye.